Welcome to Meet the Industry. Please have a seat. The show is about to begin. Good morning, Vietnam! Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll! So, yeah. Yeah, so like yeah. Uh, officially I'm just gonna welcome you to the show. Welcome to Meet the Industry Thanks, and uh, glad to have you here. Thank you. Glad and to uh, so Siddharth, what's uh, what's your role currently uh, in the industry? Like I know you uh, run a label called Off Records Yeah. and uh, you're doing a lot of stuff within the label. Yeah. So could you take me through what it is that you do okay uh, so it's a little bit of a tough one because like you said there are so many things that's happening so uh, off records essentially um, focuses on three things there is artist management there is media right there is agency side so these are three things that uh, essentially off is doing uh, the first point like i said uh, the artist management part can you hear me yeah very clearly yeah, hi, you can your you video me? was stuck. Yeah, I can, I can, I can. Ah, okay. Video was stuck. Ah. Ah, so like I said, um, there is music, there is media, and then there's consultancy. So the music side is where I cover, uh, we cover artist management, we cover and artist management and everything else that comes within the scope of artist management. So there's PR, there's marketing, okay. there's digital, there is uh, design, there is all sorts of stuff. There's social media strategy, all of that. So that's right. where the artist management comes in. And uh, now as far as artist management is concerned, there are six bands on the roster right now. Uh, okay. And these artists that are assigned full-time uh, are part of what we call the Oaf Gang. Uh, right. So okay. these guys are part of the... that on your Instagram, you using the word Oaf Gang a lot. Yeah, Oaf Gang, yeah. Right. So Oaf Gang is art artists, the uh, artists in our roster. There's a new band coming, uh, which I'll talk about in guessing... Uh, launching next month super excited about that mm -hmm. so yeah so that is the off gang now outside uh, right. of the off gang is where the consultancy wing comes in which is what i okay. uh, i had told you about the other day so yes um what i've been doing so actually is, can i uh, back you up a little bit and awesome. maybe we speak a bit about the artist management side definitely. as to um, the bands that you have on the roster definitely um, what kind of identity did you have in mind for the label when recruiting these bands Okay. Uh, we go one by one, actually. So uh, I'll just start by asking you, uh, how did the label come about? I, I'm, I'm assuming that the idea of the label was uh, it came from an artist management perspective rather than like a consultancy or a media perspective. Yes, it right. came from an artist management and media perspective. Okay. Uh, right. It's just the narrative so of what, what I've called media. Okay, actually, uh, so since we spoke about, uh, you know, how you started off ah, records and... Is it... Uh -huh, it's good. gone, is it clear? Yeah, no, it's clear. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, we had spoken about how off records uh, came into being and that had to do with uh, you also being part of a band and you yeah. having managed artists. So, can you talk a bit about that? For sure, for sure. So, uh, like I said, I've been uh, a vocalist in metal bands for a very long time, about 12, 13 odd years. Uh, when I was in the 11th grade is when I had started. And 
it, it was almost like a default thing where even the first few bands that I joined when I was in, in college, uh, mm-hmm. I was a manager. And uh, right, when right. you're a college band, the manager duties. And how do you like become a manager <laughs> of a band? Like how does it start? Yeah, so that's what. So in college, there is barely any management to do. It's more of being yeah. the point of contact for whoever is right. calling you. There is no... There's very little negotiation. There's very little. Yeah. It's not like you're playing a lot of paid gigs. You're doing competitions and things like that. So this was more of right. just the person who's the point of contact. And over and above that, it sort of became management. Like when you asked me, how does it become management? It became management where in the tiny way where it uh, came into me pushing for things like a jam, me pushing for things like planning things before a gig happens, uh, getting right. creative ready deciding what we're going to wear, for instance, things like that. So it was... Uh, you took that initiative. Yeah, to that initiative sort of just built because I've yeah. done a bunch of sales and marketing uh, in my life. So I think it just sort okay. of picked up from Came there. Out. And yeah. 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 So that's usually that one person is always there in the band who knows a yeah, bit about always, you know, yeah. and being out there and yeah, and like not being recused. In all of the bands where I ended up becoming that person, everybody was, you know, on board with doing that yeah because it's usually like that no like, <laughs> nobody wants to take that effort and then there's always that one guy who doesn't. yeah so yeah. so then uh you ended up managing a bunch of bands uh in college uh and coming back to no, no 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 so uh, in college i used to manage my own bands i never okay was managing other bands i used to just manage my own bands right. so it came from there till it reached a point where um after a few years of working, uh, I, I did a bunch of things and then uh, I knew that I wanted to switch and started a label and start a label, uh, which is when mm. Cove came in. Uh, that is when I started picking up bands outside of, you know, the bands okay. that I am a part of. Yeah. Right. And in that course then, of time, whatever I was trying to do in terms of management, what I do now, I was huh. sort of testing that out of my own bands before. Right. Uh, it so, came. so how... Um, did you go about signing your first few bands and uh, which I mean your which, voice broke again man so sorry sorry uh, I think my connection is a bit choppy just give me a moment yeah so uh, my question to you was uh, how uh, how which were the how did you sign the first few bands and what was the first few bits of success that you had with them okay so the first band that i signed again outside of my own two bands which is tangents and haiku like imagination uh was cinema of excess so cinema of excess is an acoustic trio based out of bangalore and uh with them it was uh, really interesting because a lot of people when they knew that i'm going to start a label and things like that because i was in two metal bands a lot Mm -hmm. of people had the idea that it's going to be a metal label uh, and there'll yeah. be a lot of metal bands and I don't have any metal bands outside of my own. Uh, and that's not because, right. uh, you know, I've, the opportunity just hasn't, hasn't shown up. I'm waiting for a metal band to sort of really right. drive and, and, and you, know, right. you know, push. Uh, but uh, anyway, like I said, so Cinema of Excess was the first band um, that I started working with. And with them, um, you asked me what was the first sort of step where we started seeing success, right? So, yeah, uh, for instance... When I met them, these guys were uh, still in the process of recording their first album, okay. uh, the first EP, Bring Back the Sound. Uh, okay. And 
when i joined them these guys were ready with the with the music it was just a matter mm-hmm. of releasing it and recording it, it and uh okay. the recording okay. was done and before i came in they had played one uh, show in bangalore at a at a pub and they weren't called cinema half excess then they were called uh, the wait <laughs> and uh, okay. so these guys came in and and, and they uh, the bassist called me because the bassist of cinema half excess used to initially play with tangents and haiku so right. his name is right. abhit yeah so abhit introduced me to these guys because he knew that you know i'm getting into this and then i had started calling off off I that put a name to it. Uh yeah. so that's when uh, Abhit called me on board and then I started working with them. So when their first album was done recording and then we were looking for those first couple of shows that it that was my job to give them. Uh we set up a couple of these uh, album launch gigs in Bangalore. And there was one that we had done at Primal and one that we had done at uh, the Humming Tree. And right. uh, these were uh what we did is I, i remember at primal it was really cool because we played with uh, blushing satellite blushing satellite open for some access uh-huh. so bangalore based band and we had about 250 odd people so mm-hmm. that was i think for all of us in a way like a huge success and uh, what right. we started doing after that is uh, really sort of creating a vibe for cinema of access in terms of not just what you're listening uh, looking at visually mm-hmm. what you're listening mm-hmm. to but um, we started this thing where every time cinema of excess plays a show we mm-hmm. carry uh, uh these uh, what do you call them these diffusers and mm-hmm. we have apple cinnamon all over the venue and that was a cinema oh, of excess okay. so the idea wow. was to sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. was to get it because cinema has a super warm vibe Um, there's yeah. a lot that we have done with our photos all the pictures that's actually that, a very small thing that yeah. you did Yeah. which can make a big difference yeah. you know and i'll tell you for right, the people who were the, there the impact that we saw of it cuz you know it sounded great in our heads and all of that so we got a bunch of these diffusers put it all over the venue and uh, you know before you know it the moment you step out of the venue and come back in is on you like yo what's going on you know that there's uh, there's something here uh, and then we also subtle. started yeah we also started doing things like uh, we do our own decor for the stage So okay. uh, cinema always has a sweater vibe. That's what we follow, right? And they also okay. uh, the three acoustic guitarists who sit on chairs and play. Chairs. Uh, yeah. So we did a bunch of uh, you know we bought a bunch of DIY decor that we still use uh, till this day. Uh, right. Right. So we were like outside of the visual uh, element and the audio element, which is what people are there for. If you can right. give them there was one more layer added to yeah one more layer. Period. And the point of it was not to do it once because then there's no point. the point Obviously. of it is to consistently yeah. do it uh, then so it just becomes one of those nights at one yeah, of those venues people I, you know i am not even expecting people to realize it the second time i'm expecting them to realize maybe the fifth time they like yo this wasn't there because in the beginning you might just think it's, it's the venue smelling great <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah exactly yeah, yeah. exactly why i said that you know it would be a venue thing more than a band thing yeah so um that was that and then another thing that we started doing uh, molecular videos ha huh, okay another thing that we started doing with that show apart from you know the diffusers was that we'd uh, whichever venue we were playing at we'd speak to these venues pick up a dish from their existing menu mm-hmm. and sort of make it a special for the day make your own give your own spin to it um like an ex- not all venues had the time for us to give our own spin to it but what we did was okay. for instance at humming tree uh, we had two artists there was cinema of excess and then the second artist that assigned stevie 
I did a show yeah. with them together. Yeah. So Cinema of Excess picked up hot chocolate from the menu, and it was called Rooftops mm-hmm. Hot Chocolate. Rooftops is one of Cinema's songs. Okay. Stevie picked okay. up cookies, and it was called Little Stevies. Okay. And, and was it like a permanent fixture in the menu? No, no. That's free? the thing. Only that's during. Thing. It's okay. Only during. Uh, the 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 deal wasn't even to for us to make a cut out of that or anything. The idea right. was just to add to the vibe where right. there are two one or two dishes that represent what the artist wants. It's at the same price right. or it can be cheaper. That's up to the venue. That's something I discussed with them. But it's okay. up and center. It's not on the menu. That's right. Like I I see what menu. that does actually to uh, the crowd. Like when you go to a when you go to a gig, you feel yeah. a bit more personal. Exactly. Uh, when you're selecting something, exactly. It's, it's again one of those small things, but uh, you know, it it sort of creates its own. Uh, yeah, it goes a long in way. In sort of it in does. how people yeah. perceive the band, and yeah. uh, again, it also shows that the band or the organizers are taking effort to yeah. make this something unique. Yeah, yeah. Which makes the crowd feel a little more important and cared. Yeah, for. exactly, exactly. And then more than anything else, with Cinema Fixes, the idea was to like you know really. tap into that warmth factor and right. uh, yeah. do that with these things and then we yeah. have a merch counter we where have a all of the diffusers are and then we've set up the merch counter yeah yeah, yeah. so that the idea was to essentially to... to create new things for the band based on who they are right and it has less to do with uh you know just the ideas that i have that i want to do and it's not like i have a list of you know five or 10 ideas and Huh. let's use this for this band i sort right. of yeah one yeah. of the things i've done consistently is create for the bands that i'm working with so yeah. I, i i get very 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 personal with these guys it's almost like yeah. i'm a member whose job it is to just go for the jams yeah. and yeah. you know just 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 be there so yeah so i mean i get it that uh, you know your way of uh, um, you know managing a band <coughs> excuse me is uh, is about getting a bit um into into the deep with the band's vibe uh, exactly. and understand what the band needs and sometimes the people within the band either sorry you're stuck shit man yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, people within the band might not see things the way you do even though they are the band and yeah. that's where you come in to uh, do it for them and create exactly. a, create that image exactly. and which is also a recurring theme with you and the other bands uh, yes. the way you work with them yes with, uh, with, with everybody uh, so i'm looking at you know of course goes without saying that the people i have chosen uh, i've been very mm. particular about the artists i've chosen and i work with right because it's not yeah. one of those things like i said it's not there's a great band that i like who sound i really like i'm not going to them and saying hey can we work together uh right. even in a lab and any other band that i've worked with uh, we've had the discussion of working together the first thing yeah. i do is bring them down to bangalore for a show okay i yeah. do a gig with them yeah i need them to see if they can work with me right. i need to see if i can work with them and it's right. see the kind of people they are uh there's a very particular um, sort of person in a lot of ways that i'm looking for in a band Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And I, as much as I'm saying that it's not, I mean, that's not the best way I can put it because there are all kinds of people in these bands. But at the yeah. end of the day, uh, little things like um, you know playing your instrument, jamming, yeah. isn't yeah. Uh, something that is dictated by oh gig hai isle ham jam kar rahe. Huh. You know, it's your craft. It's part you of your, your, your craft. 
You spend time yeah. on your craft. It's as simple exactly. as that. And even if that's not something that I, I don't expect them to be super mature about that in the beginning, but yeah. I need it to be something that comes from inside because, uh, yeah, that's the, that's just the game that I'm playing. I guess that's just the yeah. game that I want to be in. Uh, work so with that, bands that, um, of course, have their sound and you know are on the right track in terms of how seriously they're taking it and how realistic yeah. they are about what needs to be done to get there. Yeah, and. Uh, since you know uh, like you said you have a very uh, dedicated uh, a particular approach to a certain artist that you want to sign and it, it, that artist has certain characteristics that appeal to you um, i want to see if i mean what's what's your team like because here you spoke about a bunch of things uh, for which you know there are separate departments in a label and like see since you're not like a traditional big label there are people within you who handle these things uh, yeah. which uh, sort of lead to you for decision making. Yeah. So can you talk a bit about how your team works, what a usual day in the office of OF Records looks like? Looks like, okay. So uh, again, to be honest, the team is not very large. Uh, right. It doesn't, it's not just execution that's with me, to be honest, like all of everything that happens even when I had, even when my team was, had five people in it, uh, yeah. is ideas that comes from me, mm -hmm. is created by me and then is executed by them. And that's only on okay. the digital scale. So it isn't right. a thing where, you know, different people in the team are deciding different things. Um, it's right. me coming in and solely, solely doing that. And then after no, that's that, what I said, that people uh, might be doing the groundwork for you, which ultimately come to you for decision making but uh, how's how's your team uh, doing on different fronts like i mean you're obviously not the only person doing everything so in general i'm just asking about how yeah, so, so 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 that's where it's a little uh, it gets a little interesting <laughs> right i had okay. it is more or less just me okay okay, okay. all of it the, the right. design the the content the ideas the media I'm doing, I, I do a lot of collaborative work. There are a lot of designers that want to work with me. There are a lot of, with me, all the artists in question, right? So right. it's a very collaborative thing where my team right now is just two people apart from me. And okay. what these guys are doing are doing, uh, I don't know if you know, but there's this Friday Facts and Lyric Tuesdays and these properties that are run on yes, you told me about it. Uh -huh. So I have yeah. one person who writes my Friday Facts. That okay. doesn't necessarily have anything to, anything to do with what OF does. But it's right. a little bit of right. media. And the idea there is, is for the person who's writing my Friday Facts, once he understands, you know, where I'm coming from, yeah. that person starts, you know, digressing into a bunch of other things that I do. But it starts from there. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, I have a designer who does a little bit of my work. But that's, again, just brand work. Yeah. Uh, so it, that doesn't even, necessarily mean like uh, label work. It's... It's kind of like a service that you're borrowing from friends or hiring them to do. Yeah. These guys get paid, but they get paid on yeah. a project basis. Right. Right. Otherwise, it's uh, all of it is, is what I do. Right. Yeah. And uh, now uh, let's talk about that media and uh, consulting segment yeah. of your label, which I think will lead to, you know, a uh, few 
sides of the business side of things uh, mm-hmm. in in your uh, project yeah. so i would ask you that you know since you are the only guy managing so many bands and uh, it seems that you know most of your work is going into making a band that can perform at a yeah. venue yeah you know because uh, streaming revenue and all that stuff comes much later on yeah um, right so how do you manage the label financially and uh, where does the revenue sort of come from for you okay okay so uh, like again like i had mentioned to you uh, i i strongly believe in uh, artists as well bands as well um, yeah. i feel the first second year unless you are you know you have all that in place your first and second year you grind you right. get your shit together you you lay your foundation yeah. you know what you're sitting on you know what you're doing and you know your plan going forward uh, right. you know like it's not one of those things where okay i've tracked my first album what now you know you mm. know what the next is you know what's after yeah. that you know what's after that you constantly know what's building so um, right. in a lot of ways this the consultancy uh, wing that starts officially from november mm-hmm. is where my grind stops to a little bit so these last two okay. years where uh-huh. i've been managing all of this on my own uh, are you are you there and there and there this this thing uh-huh. i think this going to keep happening yeah. uh, these glitches and stuff yeah, and uh, i'm sorry uh-huh. about it it's uh, just no. very unusual uh-huh. but the audio is fine i think so the, the audio probably audio won't get uh, so warped yeah audio is fine right Huh. so uh, it's been the same thing like uh, in terms of um, financially i'll tell you outside of the gigs of course that i book for these guys there is a bunch of other stuff there is a lot of marketing that i do see um, for me to really put this into perspective in terms of where the finances come in and how the finances come in uh, one mm-hmm. of the things that's important is uh, again like i mentioned to you the other day is that i'm not in a hurry yeah i'm not in yeah. the rush of these guys are doing this these guys are doing this these guys are doing that yeah. you know yeah. this levels doing that this it, that does not matter the way i see it yeah there is a pace that i'm very comfortable with and yeah. i guess because yeah. of who i am how i am pace is never a big enough concern for me yeah why i'm saying that yeah. it would be wrong of me to say that i'm not concerned about pace yeah uh, because again i wouldn't be doing but you don't this. want to make that the driver nah, for your yeah, for what yeah. you're doing yeah it's not a question of pace like for instance there are artists who tell me i want to jump to 3k followers by the end of my first album yeah i'm not for that yeah. there are ways to do that but that doesn't do shit like for instance cinema yeah. excess has 3000 you can go to a website and buy those followers you don't need exactly, to exactly. for that and even if you buy it even if you have what will happen brands will come and work with you if you have a few followers cuz you know brands are looking at that 10k plus yeah. so then like so you should aim for going like said, to a brand and not to a record label yeah matter. like i said cinema yeah. excess has about 3000 followers on uh, instagram and about say 2000 on facebook so total of 5000 their streams are 700000 so uh, right. I know bands yeah. that have 30k followers and don't have 700,000 streams. Uh, Stevie right. is another artist who has about 4,000 followers, more than Cinema does, and he has 200,000 plays. Uh, Inner Lab has right. 400 followers and they yeah. have 50,000 plays. 
So followers yes, is not exactly a measure of how well an artist yeah, is doing yeah, or how popular is it or right how good now, the music is. There is too much pressure on the wrong numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The numbers that really yeah. matter are our streaming numbers because my bands make money yeah. of streaming numbers because the numbers right. are substantial enough. The numbers Whatever are that good. Is, yeah. That little bit yeah. goes a long way. And then going forward, there are multiple things like there is licensing. There's a bunch of licensing that we are getting into. There are a bunch of people we're speaking to about that. There are a bunch of uh, live streams that we have done where, you know, we've picked it out and done it. Uh, right. There are some wedding shows that we have done that, that, that come through in situations like these. Uh, there is a documentary that uh, we've scored. So these yeah. kind of things is where the money comes. This is what counts, and, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and all of I these guys that... now are teachers, right? All the musicians I manage, most of them are teachers. Now, my okay. method of management goes into what they do personally as well. I'm pushing right. their classes. I'm pushing who they are. I'm saying you should go to their classes because this is cinema of excess guitarist. Go to their classes because this is in the lab's drama. You know, go to their classes because this right. is Steve's uh, singing. Yeah. yeah, it's so, a network. Yeah, it's really yeah. what I essentially want to do. Um, and I feel I am being able to, it's, 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 you know, showing me some result now is that yeah. my idea is to show that I can pick a band mm-hmm. as long as I've picked it. I can pick a band and I can do what it takes to create for that band to take them to the top. Right. What that is doesn't matter. Because like you said, How you know, you have, the, you have that, that vision I, and I, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I was saying that uh, you, you have that vision for a band uh like the you the thing that you did with the diffusers mm-hmm. and uh it's it's a sign of you having a vision and that means that you know you will you don't necessarily know what uh you need to do with a certain band but you will do what it takes in that moment and make yeah. it work yeah with the bands yeah. yeah 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 so um it's not just as simple as you know depending on what happens there is definitely a plan when i listen to the music in the first place uh, again, like I said, when I need to understand the people writing the music, that's where the media side comes in and everything comes in. That's where my marketing comes in. I'm going to market who they are. And I'm right. going to yeah. do it in a way that people know them, not just to be a part of the band, but people know them. And in turn, yeah. when people know yeah. them, they find the band. So multiple yeah. ways where all of this ties into this large thing where at the end of the day, yeah. uh, the person who's sort of guiding it is... Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, when I saw your label, sorry, continue. I'll, I'll make my point after that. Okay. Uh, so, huh. okay, fuck. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so like I was saying, you were asking me financially, right? Uh, so financially till now, of course, in the beginning when I had two bands, three bands and like these bands were starting out because like I said, I have working with, I've been working with indie bands, not uh, yeah, super yeah. large bands and a lot of yeah. new bands also. So the idea has always been to uh, reach a point where, you know, I don't have a, a limit of, you know, I, I want to sign these many. I want these many bands in my roster. I just do not have that. Yeah. And if you ask me right now in passing, are you signing bands? I'll say no. Yeah, right? I know what you mean. But if I yeah. find a band that's really going to blow my mind, I, I'm, I'm going to pick that up. Right? Yeah. Now that... I, I kind of sort feel of, that... I kind of feel... Know, reached... Uh, 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 Sorry, I was saying that I kind of feel this thing uh, that you felt uh, when I'm, you know, discovering new music and new bands and 
whenever i hear or this some band once in a while that blows my mind i'm like whoa and it's if it's a relatively new band i'm like whoa these guys got potential and yeah. you know i start following the band i start following the music i listen to yeah. them like keep a tab on their socials and stuff yeah and that is i think similar to what you might be feeling before you feel like you want to sign this band that okay exactly. this thing's going to blow up this guy's yeah. going to blow blow up yeah yeah and uh, yes and and that that's like step 1 and then step 2 more important than even step 1 in so many ways is sort of really understanding who they are why they're doing what they do uh, is yeah. the idea of doing this is it just to release an album is the idea just to play shows because uh, again like i said with, with the pandemic right um, in so many of these little interviews that i have done uh, i've always maintained that i won't be surprised if at the end of this the number of bands around us are lesser the number of musicians among us are lesser in number and that might not be a bad thing yeah I know what you mean. Because because the thing is, bands with my own two metal bands, <laughs> right? Like most bands, many bands. The idea of wanting to go to practice and writing music is to get on stage. We yeah. love it. We enjoy it. There's nothing wrong in that. But what 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 there is to understand is that these guys, a lot of these guys are writing music for getting on stage. You know, a large mm. part of it is like that for me. Yeah, I like writing music to get on stage. but i also like just writing music and there are a bunch of studio yeah. projects that i've yeah. done that i probably never sing live um so yeah that is what i'm talking about so it has yeah. to reach a point where the musicians are practicing and are playing their instrument because they're musicians you want to make money of your yeah. craft spend time on your craft like i said yeah um, yeah so it makes a big financially because uh, yeah and financially like can... initially when i had a uh, you know a few bands when i had two bands and then it became three four five six and then it reached a point where bands outside like when i signed in a lab they're from delhi they were scouting for you know labels to work with and they uh, ended up working with me right so over there also like what i realized is that something is working something that i'm doing with all of these guys is working and um, for the longest time all of the income that was coming in for off was exclusively through live shows just the commission that comes through live shows right. and that was yeah. just about enough for me to survive right right and for me to do whatever else i need in terms of what i'm doing with off now that sort of changes a little bit with this consultancy wing because now since yeah. my focus on on visuals and marketing and promotion has sort yeah. of been noticed i'm guessing there are bands who are willing to spend that money that they would have spent on a show and on gear and things like that on promotions and on pr and on marketing so yeah. uh, financially this is where it really you know picks up yeah. for what i'm doing till Can now i've been about... okay with it being you know the pace that it has been yeah. uh, i've been okay with it with my style of work being at the cost of my standard of living i've been cool with that uh, yeah. as long as i'm being able to see that the bands i'm working with are actually you know there's something coming out of it at the end of the day yeah uh, there was the tour that happened that was again really nice uh, that, that that was you know felt really good to see that yeah. two bands could be sent on like a three country tour you know six shows paid gigs all of that so all of those what things what bands what bands were these cinema of excess and one bangalore named uh, bangalore based artist named mahesh raghunanda okay yeah okay. so i taken both of them so hello yeah aida Hey, hey, huh. hey, hey! Either, either. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 
would you would you like to just talk about the consultancy thing for that sure, we spoke sure, about yes, in detail please. that day yeah yeah so okay. what is the what is this consultancy thing how is it structured in a way that you know you're you're making this a system for you yeah um, okay so, so the like? idea is um with the consultancy i've called it ofs secret sauce the mm-hmm. idea is that there's a sauce that i use on the of gang that makes mm-hmm. it tick and with right. of secret sauce i'm selling the sauce for right. uh, other artists now again how i'm doing it here uh, is uh, i have three artists who picked up the packages already um, okay the idea and right now i'm i'm good with three artists because i need to get into the groove of it uh, right but the idea is eventually to put it up on uh, my website which has been built right now and i'm going to leave sort of coupons that will be available so say i'll explain my packages are uh, there are four packages right uh, three are bunched together one is a separate package so okay package one which is ofs hot sauce essentially what it gives you is um, bands or artists that are looking for a pr promotion marketing and production plan for a single right. rnl that's package mm-hmm. one that's ofs hot sauce Yeah. Post spicy sauce, which is package two, is for bands that are looking for general uh, brand design, and I'm not talking about logos, although that is something we can do. Sort of just creating a visual direction for them, an audio direction for them, and we have a studio here, so we have production capabilities. So that's that. Right. Right. Um, and PR, of course. And then the premium yeah. package, which is package three, which is of spicy sauce, is uh, where essentially. i join you as uh, another member in the band and my only job is to sort of take you guys to the top so you more or less get the the same treatment that the gang service the off gang gets and at the end of and it's a six month contract so long a contract uh, at the end of six months if everything goes well we can either push it for a little longer or if the artist wants to drop it we can do that or i extend uh, an invitation to them to join the label now the idea that is three the fourth one is a pr package now uh the pr package is what two two artists have already picked up that's like the soft ka boss nahi nahi so i was thinking about it i went a little crazy thinking about thinking about this because i didn't initially have a pr uh, package in place um mm-hmm. simply because to be very honest i don't like the fact that you have to pay for pr because of how it is mm-hmm. in our country because um or rather in in in, in the small scales because the way i see it you pay me 50k you pay that guy 70k he's going to do a better job 9 out of 10 times is going to be that right yeah and then yeah. there are the guys who are charging lots of money now these are the guys who are really being able to bring you pr because where we are at the stage we are after all of these guys i can get your foot in the door i can't yeah. convince these guys to write 50 articles because i'm writing for 50 people you know what i'm saying it's yeah. more yeah. of i can help artists reach people who they couldn't have reached Mm. but that's it mm. all i can do is help them reach there right correct if the publication or the journalist or whoever it is doesn't write doesn't see the mail there's not much i can do so after a lot of conversation my pr package is also not as simple as just me writing to people i sort yeah. of align my pr strategy with their social media strategy considering yeah. they already have one and get into a lot of things like video interviews and live streams licensing yeah. royalties things like that so right. it's you know really pushing it out to 
whoever possible designers right. my network basically uh, yeah. designers collaborators musicians uh, people in the industry looking for session uh, musicians um lyricists uh, studio work right stuff like that yeah that's a lot of people man yeah. and pretty much everyone that you might need at yeah. any point in your exactly now with this that's industry. that's where it changes right now that once this goes live on the website it's not going to be a thing that you know 10 bands can come and just buy the product and now i have to work with them it's not going to be yeah. like that yeah yeah um, so i'm going, going to, to be auditioned coupons for each package so say every yeah. month i leave two coupons available for package 1 one for package 2 one for package 3 when people sign up um they get a form which you know which requires them to send me the music i listen to the music mm-hmm. and then i pick so say yeah three people three bands have written to me i pick two and there's still one left website says there's one coupon left one voucher left still to be so that's how i'm sort of uh, you know bringing that in right. and then there is the media side which is right. again sort of really ties the whole thing together this media side is i think where uh, we might speak about the flying flying turquoise panthers yeah turquoise panthers <laughs> right flying yeah. turquoise panthers fb fb yeah so uh, yeah i mean so overall with about the consultation thing uh, you know uh, i have seen some of the uh, foreign distribution companies agencies or companies whatever you want to call them yeah uh, you know this what you just described uh, seems to me Uh, sorry malika voice broke your voice hi there hi hi hello hello <laughs> your voice can you can yeah. you repeat that so what i was saying was that what you just described um, the whole consultancy thing is what i have believed for some time to be like uh, the new age uh, record label you yeah. know because the traditional uh, way of how the record labels used to operate is is dying down so yeah. there, there's a whole new ideology behind what a record label should be exactly, doing exactly exactly and this is this is very much in alignment with uh what is required for artists in the future and the people who are going to be providing those services will be the new age record labels as we say yeah yeah and a lot of people from different from different segments in the industry are sort of converging onto the concept of this thing like yeah. i've seen a lot of distribution companies get into this there are already talent management uh, agencies or like you are a record label but there are talent management agencies who are also providing the same services yeah uh, so it, it's it's what i think uh, is going to be the future yeah. and uh, i think that's that's great that you know i mean i'm just saying that when we were young if we had someone like this yeah it was packages and coupons yeah. on a website Yeah. I mean we would all be we would all be musicians man like yeah. proper proper musicians touring musicians and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's amazing for the, the generations that that's going to be uh, able to yeah benefit from these services. That's what um, like most of what you and I are doing now is not going to help us it's going to help Yeah yeah we are the 3G oh, you know we are the exactly. third generation the 3G, yeah we are the 3G. <laughs> and uh, yeah and I I I think that uh, it's it's great because uh, i mean i have done artist artist management myself but again i had done this about 
I was doing this two years ago and it was very, very basic and traditional back in the day, what I used to do. It it mm-hmm. wasn't, it, I, I wouldn't consider it artist management as much as um, artist bookings and um, organizing shows, which is yeah. very different from nurturing an artist. But yeah. I, I, I do kind of see this as to be the thing that I would have done if I'd yeah. continued with artist management. Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the media side of things, which I think is the most interesting part and the most, uh, um, I think it would be the best takeaway from our chat. Yeah. Uh, so what I'll ask you is that, you know, management is one thing. It, as part of your record label, artist management is that, that passion thing that you're doing with yeah. your passion for music and your knack and skills for managing people. And, uh, the consultancy thing is sort of like uh, your financial business model to be right for you to um, become yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the proper record label and whatever. Yeah. But the media side is uh, where I think um, you will actually explain to not explain, but demonstrate to artists. Just a second. Huh? Sorry. Uh, so the media part is where I think, you know, you demonstrate how exactly artists will become, uh, famous or successful, you know, cause yeah. that is where the content lies. And especially yeah. in the times of the pandemic where you're not going to be able to see live performances, yeah, yeah. media is the place where people will be connecting with their artists, finding, discovering, falling in love, following their artists and the whole economy exactly. at the moment is on media which is social media and your internet and everything and that is where yeah i want to want, want you to talk about the media segment in your project okay okay so um again like why uh, media was one of the things i picked um to be before consultancy came in when i had started the consultancy like i said uh, materialized over the last couple of months over the last year or so but initially, the idea was always for me to, to, to hit media consistently. And when I'm saying hitting media, it was both creating our own media, whether it has something to do with music or not. And another thing that, uh, that I'd just like to add that uh, I think was very important to me was that I noticed that a lot of, you know, companies, brands that you can uh, approach for artists to work with, record labels, artist management agencies, um, in, 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 in our scale, not the larger scales. Um, there was a lot of talk about, you know, are you an artist that hasn't been paid for 60 days? Are you an artist who has been, who's played to 10 people in a crowd? Are you an artist who blah, 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 raise your hands? We are yeah, you, yeah. we understand you. The artist who played for up. free, for yeah, exposure yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, raise your hands. We are the same. We understand you. Talk to us. We're here for you. This is a community. All of that. The way I see it, I mean, saying it like this is <laughs> might not come out too well, but the way I see it, I specifically in my brand, I don't want to talk about community on my brand. I don't want the mm-hmm. narrative on off records to be you know, you can just reach out to them and say, hey, bro, what's up? Fucking give me a gig. I don't want that because mm. uh, the idea has constantly been for me to build my brand in a way 
where when people are talking to my brand, they're talking to it with respect, not respect for right. me. Respect for the for the fact that they're speaking to a brand. So if, they, if there's something they want, there's a gig they want, because yeah. of the you know the scale that we're working with in, and it's so small, and because you know our world is so tiny when it comes to the individual yeah. scene, everybody yeah. knows each other, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so simple, and I've noticed this in my experience. It's so simple for artists to just expect things because you know them. Yeah, it's a uh, sense of entitlement that. Yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I guess that also comes with. Uh, the fact that you know the, the the scene works the way it does, but yeah. that was one of those things that I wanted to sort of remove because I don't want to yeah. have to get into uh, you know I want to be able to work with the band because I want to work with them. It need not have anything yeah. to do with who they are, whether I know them and things like that. So yeah. if I want somebody to reach out to me, I'd prefer they reach out to me through Oof. I right. don't even you know the way I see it, Oof is another person. Right. Who I am doesn't really matter. Right. Uh, my face doesn't go up there. I, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know that it's the same guy. <laughs> and okay. I'm good yeah, that works in your favor. Yeah, I want it to be a thing where if you're writing to me, you have a proper, you know, you know what you're asking me for. I want to yeah. reduce the number of mails that I get that just say, <laughs> you know, right? hey bro, what's up? Yeah, you know, hey, I have a track. <laughs> check it out. You know, yeah, yeah. I want to eliminate you have that. To speak to it's, it's not the idea of just eliminating it. The idea of doing it that is to also set that narrative in tone that this is what we are doing. Yeah. yeah. You know? uh, I have a couple of friends who are also running. My response to you is going to be, "We do this, 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 this." So yeah. yeah. Expecting you your mail to be. I've spoken this, about this. this thing in a much uh, polite way, uh, but I have a friend of mine who runs in. Sorry. Hello, check, check, huh. check. Huh. Uh, I, ha- I have a friend of mine who's been uh, running an agency for uh, the past eight to 10 years hmm. who is so blunt now about these things that, you know, dude, if you're going to just message me, hey, bro, check out my track and can I get gigs? Fuck you. Like, he stopped being nice about this thing now. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. he's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, we are also running a business, right? Exactly. Uh, his name is Dave. Uh, Dave Bhatia from Unmute Agency. They based ah, in okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I totally get that. Uh, That, you know, I mean, things, we know that in in this industry, things work uh, based on who you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there has to be space for merit and excellence also. Exactly. Exactly. If we don't. If we keep, keep, you know, massaging the narrative that, yes, you need to know someone, it's just going to become that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If, if the only way to do it is to call that guy, you know, call that guy, you know, you have to be in Bombay, shit like that. The narrative becomes that, you know, uh, yeah. and then you don't get into, you know, the worries of how do I do this? How do I do that? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So how does the media thing come into this uh, theory so, of yours? Yeah. So the idea was first, uh, the first three pieces of media that I released. <coughs> was three things. Uh, I ran these, I still run them. They're these weekly content pieces. One was called Mixed Mondays. We have Lyric Tuesdays and we have Friday Facts. Uh, right. This was sort of me dipping my feet into media. So Lyric Tuesdays, Friday Facts, super simple. Lyric Tuesdays are indie lyrics that I pick from artists across India. Pick certain lyric sections and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a creative that I make that depicts their artwork and their yeah. uh, music style. 
and that's right. something that I share that happens every Tuesday. Friday facts is just a bunch of crap that my head is saying and, it, and that comes out there. There again, the right. idea was to, uh, from day one, uh, sort of show that I'm going to do this. A lot of people okay. ask me, so why what, are you doing what are Friday these facts? What are these facts? Uh, dude, all kinds of shit, dude. Like, I mean, are they some, music related facts or they're no, just like a channel for like some of them are music related, content. some of them are not, some of them are insults, some of them are okay. uh, just it's random sort of jokes. A venting, uh, off the topics, uh, yeah, yeah, just, where you yeah, are just, yeah, yeah. And the idea there, a lot of people ask me right in the beginning, what does that have to do with us? If you stop yeah. Friday facts, what will happen? Nothing will happen. <laughs> Now the point yeah. of me doing Friday facts is not to decide what do I do next, what sort of fact do I put that people yeah. like. With Friday facts, my idea, I do not care about what, what people like and what they don't. With Friday facts, the idea is I want to do it long enough because I know that that's how it works. I want to do it long enough till it becomes the norm. Oh, do you know what they do Friday facts? This crazy shit. You know what I'm right. saying? In the beginning, yeah. you'll be like, yeah. why are you doing it? If I doing it, yeah. if I do it long enough and I do it confidently enough and consistently enough, it's not going to be questioned. Uh, so, like I said, Friday Facts, there was Lyric Tuesdays. And then Mix Mondays was uh, this video series, this super meme-like video series that I did with our studio, RMC Studios in Bangalore. And the idea was that it was a 10-part uh, docu-series that gave you tips and tri- tricks on music production for metal music. Right. Yeah. So that was uh, Mixed Mondays that ran on our IGTV. Uh, outside of this, where media comes in again is when I say I tailor, you know, what I'm doing for my bands, for the bands that I work with. For instance, um, I mentioned to you that Stevie is somebody who plays football a lot, FIFA. Yeah. Okay. Right? He games yeah. a lot. And... Uh, the kind of music he writes is also the the listener base for it is much larger abroad, right? The, right. His style, uh, he does a lot of British stuff, which is not you know regular here. Uh, so what we've noticed is even just by his style, I can imagine the you know the way you described it that I might hear that music while playing FIFA only, like it might be exactly. featured on a FIFA soundtrack. Exactly, exactly. Right. So now exactly you, you nailed it there. So the idea is Stevie writes a lot of this drill and grime and yeah. uh, a little bit of trap and, and he also has a singer songwriter material. Right? Now the singer songwriter material, that's what he has played over here. Uh, his, we're changing his sound with a bunch of things that are happening. And now the idea there is with Stevie, he loves playing music. He loves playing FIFA, right? He, is really good at FIFA. So we started doing these Twitch streams for him. So he streams himself playing football on Twitch. Right. And, you know, his has, followers are picking up. He has people from like abroad following. Abroad, yeah. He has teams yeah. he like plays here, with. Which is not that big. Uh, I know. Exactly. There is, it's not big at all. That's what. So it's barely any people here who watch it. Right. Again, over there, I'm not even asking him to worry about getting people here to watch it. There are people out there watching it. Let them watch it. We'll worry about getting these people in here when, you know, that time comes. So what we're doing there is he streams, he plays his music, people donate, you know, uh, random opportunities are showing up. There is somebody whose birthday he enters. That's a whole different world only. After Yeah, it's a whole different world, right? Like there is uh, somebody who was playing with him who wanted a song made for his daughter's birthday, seven-year-old daughter. And he gave him a name and some basic info and he wrote a song and then he got paid for that. 
sick man dude and uh, essentially that is something that he's on twitch like does he only stream his own music on twitch or is he just playing songs in a playlist where his music is also there and that's how people are discovering it it he does a bunch of stuff he does what he listens to and then he introduces what he plays you just be like okay guys uh, i'm dropping a song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like people just sort of go through profile understand ask him oh you think at that time you're having performance you're having streaming and you're having like your audience at the same time you know which are like exactly. different things exactly. yeah. an audience can be at home listening to your song on spotify or performance can be something yeah. that are live streaming yeah and like yeah so these all things happen and at the same time he's he's connecting with people who might want to buy his music which is yeah. which is something that hardly happens exactly you want it for like your brand or some your daughter's birthday or something like that because otherwise yeah. no one's going to buy your music yeah 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 amazing yeah and 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 again like things like there's this band camp friday that happens right so like, the band camp waves there yeah, yeah band camp friday it's never fridays right and yeah. the artist gets all of the money yeah so now a lot of what indian artists are doing is just putting up a post saying today's band camp friday buy it uh, i'll get more money Right. but the indians are not buying music on bank and no <laughs> there are that many people so yeah. what we do is we go to reddit yeah reddit and there are reddit forums where people will actively you know immediately buy your music yeah, yeah. they'll I buy it reddit and, and to the thing post is my dj mixes and yeah. sort of get traction through their through, through yeah. their platform yeah so yeah the bandcamp thing also works uh, on the reddit channel works really well on reddit because on reddit there are patrons who are out there looking to you know Bye. make musicians life better in india nobody is doing that shit yeah you know, dude, i mean the reason the thing is that uh, i mean i have known bandcamp exists since like a very long time and uh, like i think that if people abroad didn't give a fuck about you know if they would be like yaar we have spotify and itunes and all why should we buy music then there would be no bandcamp and, and the fact that you know on on any random profile like if i find some good music on bandcamp and i go to their profile there are literally people like in 50s and 100s who yeah. donated uh, yeah. for the music which you yeah. can also stream at the same time on spotify and it's exactly. sort of, i i don't get it but i'm like amazed at the same time that people are actually spending on it and yeah. i went one of those bandcamp fridays i went and bought some music from my indian bands and artists mm. uh, and i was like okay man uh, it's time to give something back you know if there's a chance to do it why not like give it back to some of the artists yeah 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 with this album called uh, by this band called hidorto i think they're from yeah 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 i i actually hidorto had i had spoken to shrey and arsh about uh, the uh, the packages they're going to pick up one of these packages for their next release yeah man i really like their new album that came so, out yeah, it's totally like uh, yeah really sick my alley really audio visual i just randomly found them on bandcamp only uh, while digging for bandcamp you know friday artists and stuff and amazing man like yeah really nice stuff so again like yeah. i was saying getting back to the, the the media thing right now stevie streaming now doing it his way is just again baby steps the idea is i i just need him to be consistent with it and he is again so i don't i need not worry about why aren't you doing it he enjoys doing it yeah. right the idea is he does it slowly and he is now setting up like an entire streaming space and eventually we are going to make a show out of it it's going to be a show that comes out on my youtube okay uh, anirudh from cinema of excess uh, loves really getting into breaking down music with people who write it 
So we're planning to have an interview show where you know he calls people and they break down sections of songs. Now this is not for the masses. This is for musicians to watch. Music enthusiasts to watch because it's literally breaking down. How did you write that chorus? I'll, I'll definitely be watching that because, like, exactly, I exactly, it. stuff like that. So again, this is when I'm saying all this. That's what I mean when I say I'm not particularly in a rush. I'm not in a rush to put out this thing and get it out and think about oh, what will people watch or oh, people will watch something if there is this. So let me do that uh, because the way I see it, everybody needs to be comfortable in what they're doing. and yeah. i need to be convinced that what they can do and what they're good at yeah. has been tried out before we jump to other things that yeah. they might not be enjoying doing and i get it because overall there is no real uh, formula for this you know everyone's just playing it by ear and exactly exactly experimenting and figuring out what works what doesn't so yeah i mean the question of doing things fast only comes in when you're a big artist and you have options as to okay should yeah. i do it this way or that you know but that's the thing uh, malik with fast i don't in just fast i mean impatience the impatience to ah, okay. which is there which is with everybody right the impatience to theek hai last gig you know tab tha next gig kab hai uh, last time we released this nothing happened what are we doing next um, you know this band is doing this why aren't we doing it last tour we went on was 5 months ago when is the next one just yeah. fucking relax like <laughs> you know like yeah. all of that needs to take its own time it needs to like i've told these guys i can set up a fuck all tour for anybody like how hard is it to set up a tour at the end of the day if you have a little bit of money the contacts are there there are only so many people you need to know if you've been doing this for 2 3 years you're good yeah <laughs> so <laughs> you call this thing thing about businesses business in general is that doing anything for the first time is easy Yeah. but repeating it having that recoil value from your customer exactly. for them to come back to you and no but that's what you know what the way i see it repeating it is also not that hard as as long as you're okay with doing the exact same thing that you did last time yeah. i don't see why you should put your effort repeating, into repeating i i meant another another tour just like the one you went on two years ago sorry yeah huh? i i was saying that repeating i meant in the sense of you know it indicates growth not just repetition yeah. exactly exactly so it's it's basically all of that and so again where where media comes in is because see more than anything else i have a i have a creative bug of sorts where i'm constantly thinking of uh, things to do like i said i'm creating these with my artists i'm also randomly creating it for myself and like uh, all of the design that comes out uh, this i told you about this concept that i'm running with this designer in uh, delhi his name is his name is uh, pranjal kalya mm-hmm. uh, his artist name is ajib <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i am uh, creating this thing called an inconvenience store this has nothing to do with music okay the idea there is that i am going to constantly create media okay. i wanted to reach the point of is creating media on the side tv shows netflix i don't know uh, stuff for musicians just quirky fresh content not concerned about how many people will like it content but i know that there will be some people who are going to watch it if it's 30 i'm good as long as that 30 becomes 40 next year i'm going to watch people are going to find it is what i exactly exactly so i want the idea the approach essentially to be yeah. when you are looking at off records they manage bands they create media yeah. and you know that's basically about it so there is a bunch of creative things that happen at off yeah. that's what i want to showcase with what happens here and then of course that are obviously connected to the artists that are under uh, that are part of the off gang basically exactly exactly which is what and, which is what i think is so important here is because uh, you're not just 
creating media for the sake of creating media but it it's got to sort of align with you know artists like, yeah yeah it has to i mean you can do stuff has to translate like what you do like friday facts and stuff like that which is not you know catering to one particular artist or anything as such but that's a that's a exactly side thing you know yeah yeah the media is where it's it's sort of i feel uh, this media is doing what it's doing is it's creating a story for the artist it's yeah. creating a narrative for the artist and yeah. that's what fans want like the fans of today they can get any artist's music on spotify but yeah. why will they become a fan of someone is because they like their story they kind of resonate with them not exactly. music anymore but their story in general the things that they stand for like for example if you uh, promote if, if like the artists who you know write about politics and stuff so that yeah. gives them that identity so yeah yeah that is what fans so, want that's what like with all of these these packages also right like in case you're wondering what exactly it is do with their visual design like i said the visual direction mm-hmm. and the social media strategy one of the main things that i'm telling all of these guys that i'm doing with all of these guys i do with all of my bands as well is that when i'm going to your social media when i'm going to an artist social media if all i can see is come for my gig come for my live stream buy my music listen to my album i don't really need to follow the guy yeah right yeah. so one of the things that i make sure all my bands are doing on the roster and on the consult- consultancy side is that i create content for them three pieces of content in which one or two need not have anything necessarily to do with the music and it had need not have anything necessarily to do with whether you have a release whether you have a show whether you are going on tour none of that yeah because the idea is if you want people to really keep in touch and all you are showing them is audio i need not be on your instagram i personally yeah exactly listen to so many bands i don't follow them on instagram because i don't really care about what they're doing on instagram right okay. i don't Now, even follow some of the bands if i because i know that if i want long enough there sorry you broke off uh, and i started speaking something but ah uh-huh. yes, so yeah so like i was saying is if i'm going to an artist page especially again you know at the at the, at the level that we are at at the attention focus level of people right now yeah uh, and what needs to be done right and what essentially you should know that you need to do is that if all you're talking about there is gig next gig next gig next live stream next live stream next album yeah. aa gaya listen to my album bandcamp friday i don't really need to follow you if i like your music i'll just listen to your music i'll never buy your shit yeah because it's going to come out i'm yeah. going to keep listening i really like it right yeah. now for me to really get into it i need to see character in the band right and i see character when i'm getting into it and i'm being able to see a bunch of things i am being able to see where they are coming from so another part of where the media comes in is for me to create this for these guys stevie right. twitch yeah anirudh doing yeah. this interview bharat doing a thing where he just plays on his uh, on his guitar there is a pop band that does a bunch of live looping so they're creating a sort of segment for them in a lab for instance since they launched and then the pandemic happened for them they have the capability of having a video crew so i have told them we will keep releasing video we will constantly release video right. so recently the band's called in a lab we created a concept for them called in the lab so it's in called lab. in a lab in the lab and every time we put up an in the lab video it's going to be a behind the scenes of what happened when the song was being tracked now right. this can go on forever so that the concept the conceptualization of that the logo for that yeah. how we'll present that out there and how it will keep coming out things like that so now 
in a lab knows that in the lab is one of the things that they can do irrespective of what's happening wherever they are whatever happens behind the scenes in the lab is something that can happen um things like that tangents has a lot of focus on a lot of anish haiku has a lot of focus on arcade game elements stevie has a lot of focus on these pop rap hip hop elements uh, so it's just sort of See, everyone has a different character to all of these pages if that, that's what i mean like i personally don't want any of my artists page to look like a page where all you can do is listen to music by the album listen to the album there has to be more and we don't even find such uh, places anymore where there is just like okay uh, this artist is releasing a music uh, releasing an album and mm, this artist is playing the show here and there i mean that's literally the last information you check about an artist after you become a fan that okay yeah. when is his next album coming and when is his next show happening exactly the first thing you will see is like okay you found the music good now what's they yeah. what are they up to what, no, and just like, consistency man like our only window back in the day sorry our only window back in the day into these artists was video like their music yeah. videos that was exactly. the only time we could see them in the flesh like uh, you know how how they are and stuff like that uh, unless you see them live which we never did yeah. we didn't know what fucking live shows was when we were young like we would yeah. i wouldn't go to gigs you in bangalore you are quite lucky to have probably attended a lot of uh, live gigs but yeah i did not uh, get, get to see a lot of gigs so for me that window was just videos and now yeah. there's videos everywhere like you know, instagram yeah. facebook twitter yeah. which tiktok everywhere there's video and yeah now music is sort of become an accessory to video so exactly industry is going to converge with gaming and brands and videos films and stuff like that yeah i don't think music in, in industry itself is going to be a very big entity in the future because yeah yeah it's going yeah, to yeah, be yeah. in pairs with everyone Yeah, it's going to be in cohorts with everything that's happening. Yeah, because people stop buying music, man. People yeah. stop buying like music. Stop being a direct commodity to sell. Yeah, live like, performances, experiences, live streams, and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's what. No, like one of the things I, you know, we all learned when we went on that tour was also that. Uh, over there it was really interesting it was really confidence building for all of these guys because they are playing to people who don't know who the fuck they are mm. we're brown on top of that <laughs> yeah. uh and it's an acoustic band the yeah. places we went to the band is on stage just for them to listen to something while they're drinking you know right. what i'm saying yeah In India, I know artists who from stage they'll say, hey, "Why are you talking? Keep, please keep it down. I'm performing." I've never understood that. Why can't they talk? Yeah. If they find you fucking boring, they're talking. Even might not even have anything to do with boring. They're with someone. They're drinking. Yeah. You are as an artist to give them entertainment. You yeah. can feel bad about the fact that they're talking, but like essentially, yeah. Somebody is at a live. gig there is alcohol there is food you come with friends you come there to have a good time experience man i love the band there are only going to be so many people who come and stare at you and then go yeah i mean for that Everybody we have music like, festivals yeah. man yeah when we went there is when we realized our job there is not to expect everybody to give us to pay attention yeah if you do it right that will happen that happened to us i think even more because like i said with brown i don't think a lot of people expect it shit <laughs> <laughs> like we played in a pickup bar one of the places we played in was a was a pickup bar right like 
It's nuts. Nobody gives a fuck. The <laughs> band that played after us was this hardcore rock and roll band, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And we were playing acoustic music before that. And some of these guys straight up came and asked us, "Why are you coming here and asking us to?" Mahesh has a song called "Sleep." Huh. Cinema has a song called "Sleep." Huh. He asked us, "Why you ask us to sleep? Why would you come to a concert and ask us to sleep?" You know what I'm saying? Okay. And at the same time, these guys also had. They were very impressed by the fact that Indian bands, because these guys have seen a couple of Indian bands. Huh. Indian bands are really organized. There is a sound check. Sit down because they don't have that shit. There is no like the venues we played at, dude. It's a big like the F sixteen. Which country played was this in? Cambodia. Okay. okay. Right, the F sixteen have played in that venue. It's called Oscars at the corner. Okay. And there's one monitor, dude. Okay. Okay. You just okay. deal with it. The vocalist gets it. Everybody else can suck a dick. You know what I'm saying? Over here, it's like, "Arey, check kidder hai," and all of that. No, yeah. that's, that's not even a question there. Which really then again, it's Cambodia we are talking about still. Yeah, which really puts it into perspective because when you're going there, yeah. you don't feel the same way you feel when you feel when you come here in India. Huh. There is food waiting. There are food coupons, alcohol coupons. Yeah, yeah. your green room. Everybody's like, "Hey, give the artist." You know that shit doesn't happen, dude. You play there, you get paid. That's there. You know, you play, you get paid. Hundred percent, you get paid. Yeah, you don't get paid bad. You get paid. You do your job and you go. It's and you do it long like enough till you reach a point where you can demand a second monitor, rather than over here where it's so complicated. You know, because our infrastructure is so little. But because of you know, I guess just how we've done things. Our infrastructure is little, but like our expectations are all American. Like so we want a rider, we want yeah. alcohol, we want like green room and shit. It's because yeah. like we we've seen something up there and yeah. I, I and you know, but we are somewhere else. My question is, you know, to to most of these guys, when you're coming in and doing music, and you want to make a living of it, do you not already know that it's going to be hard as fuck? Like, why are you surprised that three years me itna nahi hua? Like, come on, dude. Like, who gave you this impression that five years me it has to happen? Ten years me. Who the fuck said? You know what I'm saying? Great for you if it does, but like, uh, like a lot of times when I see that after a few years things die down, hmm. I don't even get it anymore. I'm like, bro, come on, it's cool. Just step out. If you can't handle it, it's fine. Just don't do it. But it can't be one of those things. Ah, why? I think I've tried everything. Yeah, you, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it it was supposed to be hard in the first no, place. This is one of the hardest industries to be in. You read any book, it'll tell you that. <laughs> it's It's not even like an industry, yet. yeah. Exactly. You know, because uh, I mean, it's it's in the forming stages, and I don't mean to like put the whole scene down by saying it's not an industry. But I'm saying that you know, for it to be an industry, there's still a lot of body that this industry needs to have. Yeah. And that's what we mean by infrastructure. You yeah. know, like. That's I, what, but that's like in the in the in the Indian context, right? In the Indian context, obviously. Yeah. Which is why but, you know we said that we are three G. and yeah, 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 we yeah. will have that infrastructure yeah. and we are creating yeah, yeah, that infrastructure in some way by you know doing what we by persisting in this industry yeah true 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 yeah so yeah uh, i think uh, you know that you were talking part. about the flying turquoise panthers you said you want i was to. just coming to that i was like ah. you're talking about uh, you know the importance of media and everything and we yeah. uh, uh, have yet a lot to catch up on about uh, what all to be done but uh, the flying 
sorry, flying turquoise panthers <laughs> uh, was a story that I saved for last. And uh, what's the flying turquoise panthers? And okay, so the idea is these guys are um, essentially a band that is uh, doing things different in the sense that there isn't one genre that they're playing. It's a pandemic band, right? First of all, it's a pandemic band. Right. Pandemic. Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the thing is, um, the idea also changed. We updated it because of the pandemic and because of what's going to happen going forward. Huh. Um, the idea is that we don't have the worries of how can you write different genres? What will people think? Because that's one of the biggest worries. Because when you're when you have to be slotted as an artist who's performing live, where do you play? Right. That's one of the biggest worries, right? Yeah. The end of the day, you're writing five different songs, five different genres. If it sounds good, people will listen to it. Yeah. yeah. As long as you don't club it under one, the one album and country. put country and jazz, and of course you can't do that. As long as you make sense out of it, it's yeah. not impossible. For me, it's it's kind of the same same struggle right now because uh, I used to play house and techno, and uh, since two years I've been just producing music, and I'm I feel like making all kinds of music, man. So I still haven't released anything because I'm like I don't know what I am, you know, like what should yeah, I yeah, release? Yeah. Like I, if I make something good, I know okay, it's good. You can release it, but then still, I'm like okay, I have a lot to still, you know, make. Like I want to make this, I want to make that, different genres and stuff. So it's yeah. hard to put that all into one package. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, so that's what the idea here is that um, we are not doing anything the the, the usual way. There is huh. before we release music, we are going to release art. Okay. Like, not album art. Comics. Just start. Yeah, comics and all of those things. And a lot of us took, like, some of the members of the band for a, for a while asked me, who the fuck are we releasing art before we release music? Huh. You know huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was like, well, let me worry about that. About, right. about, you know, who the fuck we are and how we are sort of uh, putting this out. Now, even in terms of the music that's being written, um, the first album that's coming out, it's going to be split essentially into two halves. Uh-huh. There's going to be, it's primarily R&B and hip-hop. Uh, one half is going to be the down-tempo, lo-fi stuff. And the other half is going to be the the harder, uh, up-tempo stuff. Right. And the idea is that these guys, there is an entire story that we have created about who the Flying Turquoise Panthers are. Right. And uh, essentially the Flying Turquoise Panthers are the members of the band. And there is an entire comic thing that, you know, I conceptualized and then I got a designer to, you know, build it out, work on it. And the idea is that these are three guys who are musicians doing their own thing. It's like a 12-slide 12 comic. Doing their own thing, they suddenly becomes a certain time, becomes 4.10. And uh, they leave their, their respective houses and things like that. Hmm. And then they meet, they start walking towards somewhere. And in one frame, one of the members points, you know, at a building far off. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, all of these comics are black and white. Okay. Right. When he points at the buildings, the first frame, a little bit of turquoise shows up. He's pointing at a building far off, which is like glowing turquoise a little bit. Okay. They keep going closer and closer. The closer they go, uh, the building has a bunch of like turquoise shit flying out of it. Uh-huh. And they go in and there's a statue inside the building. Mm-hmm. The statue is our logo. So we got the logo also done by this designer in the UK. So this, uh, it's it's basically a panther with wings, right? right. So right. the statue is Panther. that 
yeah, it's it's a flying turquoise panther. Yeah. So uh, these guys go touch it. The moment they touch it, that's how the comic ends. They sort of blow up into the off the roof of the building uh-huh. Uh-huh. and turn into a man like turn into like superheroes of sorts. You can't really see it, but everything becomes turquoise. And uh, from that frame where he's pointing at the building, the amount of turquoise in each frame starts increasing. So the only colors on the entire social media is just going to be turquoise, black and white. That's it. Okay, so it's like so the idea is these guys the and then uh, blow up into the sky. Sorry. I'm saying so it was all black and white in the beginning and then the turquoise starts to build. And then the turquoise starts coming in. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then these guys sort of fly off and then there's this huge thing that's going to say, where the fuck are the flying turquoise panthers? Okay. And after that... Be like their uh, first introduction on social media. On social media and as a brand and who they are mm-hmm. and their website right. and things like that. Right. So it's going to be a bunch of this, this story about what's going on. After which we are going to be writing music for Instagram. Okay. Essentially one minute tracks, full tracks with mm-hmm. vocals, bass, guitars, everything. Because one, the members can accommodate it. Two, we all discussed if this is going to be a band that's coming out during the pandemic. However good the music is, um, unless we're trying to do something different, it's going to do only so well. It's going to be that much harder to do it. We are putting a lot of effort into it. We have to start seeing results. So we went sort of all out with you know, what we are doing with these comics and with the music and things like that. So the idea is the first album, uh, it's an instrumental band. We have a bunch of singers who are coming in, uh, representing the lo-fi and the up-tempo part of, uh, part of the music, which is what the strategy we are following for the first album. Okay. After the first album, the idea is that these individual members come from three different areas of music. Okay. The idea will be that they can pick the singer that they want. I'll reach out to them and we'll write music for them. Okay. Now going after the first, now why we decided to sort of have some sort of structure in the first album is so that it's easier for people to sort of really absorb what's going on because there's already going to be comics and, you know, papers and things like that. We have, we've made rolling papers as well. They're called the flying turquoise papers. Okay. Uh, yeah, flying papers. Yeah, papers. Then we made these cookies that we were planning to give out. They're called flying papers cookies that was colored. Uh, that's going to be just in Bangalore. We are planning to do these live shows. I'm planning to give this out during live shows. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, but again, whenever that happens. Whenever that right happens. now, it's going to be a thing where we sort of send it out to people. Right now, I think it's a good time to build up to all of that. Like yeah, months later. Yeah, we are doing a bunch of little guerrilla stuff on in the city as well. We are we are, we are sort of spray painting <laughs> logos all over the city. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a in, classic in idea. I think that always works. Yeah, tiny things, and again, the idea is to do that and then make sure that people know that that's happening. So we are getting like a little crew to go around doing that stuff, and then if people find it, they get things and, and shit like that. Now going forward, uh, which is. And this is going to come much later. You're going to be one of the very few people who know this. I guess okay. once this comes out, a few other people will. But the idea is, um, can this not be in the podcast, by the way? Yeah, man. I mean, ah, it can. It, it can. Yeah. Ha, so the idea is there is the game that I told you. Have you played those yeah, old Pokemon that, style? Uh, this kid will Nintendo be discovering game. the FTPs uh, in a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and this is a like a full-fledged video game. We have seventy hours of gameplay now. Um, 70, the idea, seventy hours. Yeah, it's oh. already ready. So we are planning to make this huge. Like I'm saying, it's not one of those games that you play and be done with. You keep playing yeah. it. It's a game that you can play forever. 
So working with a bunch of people to do this. There's some publications I'm talking to to publish this game once it's out. And the idea is we're going to release these as updates where we have different towns, realms rather, mm-hmm. named after these band members. So the realms release as updates over over the course of maybe three, four years. I don't know. Right. Yeah, man. That's actually uh, I have actually spoken to another artist a uh, few months ago who composed music for a video game. which was also a dance opera and uh, oh nice uh, it was a combination of electronic and carnatic music so they this whole okay. started this whole thing started with a dance opera but then the 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 main teacher the dance teacher of the the, the opera her son was a visual artist like a used to do a lot of video stuff with music mm-hmm. and without music and stuff and he came out with the idea of making a game uh a video game about the dance opera so the the game is called antariksh sanchar which is also the name of the opera where mm-hmm. uh, these people have performed in um the royal opera hall in bombay yeah and another they performed in bangalore as well i think or delhi i'm not sure mm-hmm. so i saw the similarity that you know that like like i said music and gaming are converging here so much uh, in, in, in for you also in such a big way that you've already seen this thing 3 4 years down the line where you will be having levels and stuff and yeah. like whole ecosystem for the flying turquoise panthers where there's gaming there's yeah. comics and with that itself there are so many other opportunities that open up for you like you said yeah. there's already merchandise out there yeah. um and stuff so uh, it's like an ecosystem yeah. bit, which is amazing and i also feel over here when you know when 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 anybody gets a little worried about will people understand what i'm trying to do right the way i see it as long as it isn't rocket science as long as you do it consistently and you just keep doing it hmm. people will understand it <laughs> dude i think there is nothing uh, hard about understanding this unless like okay if i want to become someone like you then i need to understand what you do yeah but if i am a musician i just need to focus on what i want to do and have you guide me yeah. right because uh, like we yeah. discussed there is no one fixed way to do this record labels are not exactly. the record labels anymore everyone's experimenting yeah. but the focal point of all of this is artists and their music that's where it all begins yeah once you've got that sorted out in the sense that you are not just guy a guy who has a day job and then wants to play at a few venues at night yeah but you're a serious musician who wants to just play music for uh, yeah. life because that's yeah. what he wants to do in life yeah, yeah that's when you start thinking as to what all you want to do once you know that okay you can write songs you have a few songs ready you have an album now your role comes in at a much later stage where artists are already thinking what what all should they be doing yeah you know so at that point when i am speaking to you i already kind of am on the same wavelength as you yeah where i'm like okay listen dude i have music and stuff uh, i need someone to plan this out for me what can you do for me that's where the conversation starts mm-hmm. and then you come up yeah. with your secret sauces and yeah. show me okay by what all is possible Exactly. And it's not a rosy picture with 
you know like a million dollar recording deal and stuff like that it's still yeah. just the next step in your career it's not the exactly you know how you mentioned that uh, the, the traditional record labels are it isn't that anymore and things have changed right like for starters uh, most record labels back in the day i mean you are called a record label when you have a studio and you are a producer most record labels were producer led right um, recently this happened to me this is also coming out in november i forgot to mention this there are three artists who uh, electronic artists who sort of got together and wrote a song and they've sent it to me for hope to release okay right and i was really confused when i got it because i was like what do you want me to do with this huh. <laughs> because yeah. it's it basically said i've written a song we feel it'll fit your roster right. Huh. Sick. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, the song was really sick, but I'm confused. Like, do they want me to sign them? Because mm-hmm. even if I do, I don't know how to do it. Because they're three different artists from three different cities. Okay. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So they have only collaborated in the first place. Okay. And these are artists okay. who I have huh. featured in things like Lyric Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Or I might have, you know, one of my artists has collabed with them or something like that, right? Yeah. and these three artists got together wrote a song and i was really confused about what they want from me right because i'm like i can release it but what the fuck like what yeah. does that do yeah. for you that's when i spoke to them and i realized these guys just want to release a song under oath to see what that's like and what they've done so is written a song that will fit my genre and a song that i like that that will fit my roster rather so oh. whatever that meant because my i don't know how it fits my roster because there are like a lot of genres oh. but uh, essentially what's happening with that is once that started happening i have four five other people who are doing this now oh. so i've realized oh. i've called it anomalies by off uh-huh. the idea is that with anomalies oh. i have a platform where i can release songs for artists oh. in situations where say there's a singer songwriter who also writes trap music he can release a trap song under me if he's worried about fuck how do i do it why do i do it huh. what do people think he can release under anomalies yeah, yeah. you But know actually the concept of you being the record label for them is just the name on your roster exactly you're exactly. not selling their music exactly. you're not making money off their sales exactly and that's, that's the difference between the record labels of today and yesterday that's what the whole ideas are changing Sensor also, which is why a lot of like, distribution people are doing. I don't have a big signing thing with any of my bands. There's no contract uh, as well. There is, yeah, you know, there is no. So many of these things are just like exactly like you said, right? We're all finding our own ways to do it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's really interesting, dude. Awesome, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've covered everything. Did we miss out? on anything from the um, that we kind of prepared the last time we spoke yeah no there was the okay. tour there was the crowd fund did you want to ask me about that crowd funding yeah crowd that uh tour that you crowd funded yeah. right yeah with the band yeah yeah i don't remember the name but i just remember you uh, having a campaign for band that uh, did a tour around three or four countries and yeah. that was crowd funded So what's yeah, that three countries crowd funded? So this was that same tour. The bands we took were Cinema of Excess and Mahesh. Okay. Um, so okay. there were eight of us that traveled. It was the bands. It was me, 
and we had uh, a tiny little video crew that came along. So it was two guys who were helping with video because I knew that I'd, I'd want to document the whole thing. Huh. So we have a five episode documentary that's coming out starting 5th November. Uh-huh. Uh, so we, the boys essentially played six paid shows mm-hmm. across 12 days. And did uh, they play only six shows or did they play more shows? Like six shows. Only like six non-paid shows. shows or any of those kind All of paid shows. shows. Every okay. show was a paid show. Okay. Uh, so we did uh, one in Bangkok, three in Cambodia, two in Bangkok, three in Cambodia and one in Vietnam. Okay. Um, so now the idea for that was we called it the boarding pass tour. Okay. And what we did was essentially we... we Opened a crowdfunding campaign, just talking about uh, wanting to send Cinema of Excess and Mahesh on a crowdfunding international tour. And our target was 8 lakhs. Okay. And um, we put it out. We, you know, really spent time on like our, our offerings. And we materially, we were only giving stickers and posters. Okay. Outside of that, we were doing things like master classes, a P- just come and chill with the boys things like that right. so the idea was we, we ran a 30 day campaign we did this on Keto and uh, we raised 5.5 lakhs we didn't hit our 8 lakh target but what that allowed us to do was we were initially planning to go on a 4 country tour okay okay 4 or maybe even 5 one was the 4th if country. we got the 8 Malaysia okay yeah so the idea was to hit Malaysia as well. But uh, again, so we hit 5.5 lakhs. We sort of planned it out in a way where uh, everybody was given per DMs. So there was f- a food budget every day. Uh, right. There was, and so essentially you could come for the tour even if you had no money, as long as you're willing to just eat, pay and leave. Huh. Huh. Uh, and again, the per DMs are also solid enough. Those countries are cheap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I've been to Vietnam, really so I know. Cheap. Like I pay, them, yeah. I, pay, I pay a bill of millions, but like, yeah. Yeah, it's not so good. like those countries are cheap as shit. So like if you're talking $5 for a meal, you can be full with a beer and yeah. $1.2. This reminds me of that Every single time, like, trip where they end up in Bratislava or something. And uh, that guy buys <laughs> a restaurant with a nickel. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Proper that vibe. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's what. So, uh, I mean, we sorted out the per DMs, did it in a way where we carried some extra cash. We actually could have gone to uh, another country, but the way I planned it, we kept a lakh aside in case we get fucked. <laughs> huh. yeah. And uh, multiple reasons, so many things can happen, right? Huh. And um, we faced a lot of baggage issues once we hit, you know, the Southeast Asian countries. Amen. Because they have some crazy things like all the 25 Buying cars. Internally, uh, just fucks up on the baggage costs. Yeah, yeah. But like they have things like you might have purchased 30 kilos extra, but all the 30 kilos has to be in one bag. Huh. If you have one more bag, it's another $65. If you have yeah. two more bags, it's $65. You airlines may these scenes happen. Yeah, crazy shit like that. So, you know, we were arguing with them saying, do you want me to put the guitar into a fucking suitcase? <laughs> That's how the fuck you do that. There are obviously going to be two bags, things like that. So it, it went nuts. And yeah, so the idea there was we ran um, this campaign for 30 days huh. and uh, we had, you know, constant updates that were going out to people. We constantly, you know, made updates on how and when we're raising money and things like that. 
and uh, we hit 5.5 lakhs and we left on october 8 last year okay. and we played a bunch of shows and you know a lot a lot changed for all of us after that tour because you know it was the first time like i said right you're going to a venue when nobody needs to listen to you and before you walked in you already know that they're probably not going to listen to you and that was another thing like uh, i was just talking to anurag from rolling stone for the release of these videos so there's yeah. a little interview that i'm doing with him there uh, one of the things he asked is advice for bands that want to do this right uh-huh. one of the main things for me is i knew that cinema of excess and mahesh were ready to take on the pressures of a tour right okay they were re- they are they were they comfortable enough in their own skill situation they were prepared for it yeah mentally prepared with the fact that you had to look at each other's faces for 12 days you had to get on stage together you had to sleep together you had to eat together you had to travel together uh, that is one part of it that goes without saying for any band that story but more than that for a band that that is okay with going to a venue where people are might sh- cuss you out right yeah. we had few people in the call be the picture that you imagined of you going to going for an international tour you know no like, so honestly for me it was for them it was it so i made sure that it no, was for, for anyone going they should not be expecting their international tour to be a yeah, exactly 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 uh, and you know what even sure, even to these guys i told them as much as cinema versus mahesh that is we came back and told them as much as we got to go on a tour hmm. and you guys need to understand the value of who you guys are now that you all have gone for a tour and you all killed it hmm. also understand that between you and me i told them this is barely a tour <laughs> we did the number of shows we could do based on the money we raised nobody booked us yeah nobody cares when we are coming next yeah. nobody gives a fuck yeah. so as much as you feel you know good yeah. that you went on a tour understand it for what it is Yeah, exactly. I'm not calling it a tour for myself. Very good advice. Until my artist gets booked, yeah. my artist gets like paid. Like about gets you know the recall value, the the customer exactly. coming back to you. Exactly. That means you created value. Yeah, you know, like a like. It's easy to fall into that. Oh, you did a crowd fund. I also want to do a crowd fund and go. First of all, it's not that simple to make all that money. Yeah. Secondly, yeah. once you do it, it might suck if you don't plan it well. You can. Yeah. really get screwed also it uh, just shows you that okay you can do a crowd funded thing and this is how it uh, happens but yeah. then next time i think if you want to do a crowd funded thing you will obviously of the back of your past experiences do better yeah like to really like, like the way i stayed i'm done i can't do another crowd fund i don't want to do another <laughs> crowd fund you know i told these guys too like i wasn't very happy doing or the crowd fund or more than a tour if yeah. we probably do a crowd funding for uh, say a live show in bangalore or something that would make yeah, yeah. sense because people will get instant uh, returns for their investment okay, okay we got to see them live and plus for the people who funded you can give them that spe- special merch and yeah 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 like th- there's a whole experience that you can create for yeah. those fans yeah merch also since, since you brought that up like none of my artists have merch none okay. of them okay. and i have told them specifically like not to get into it special rule of uh, of gang Like no it's spectrum. just it's just something that uh, see i feel cinema of excess is ready for much okay stevie is ready for yeah. much it's right? uh, it was you can ready for much yeah i look at it as them being ready for much and not because album hai paisa hai let's release much boom what the fuck yeah yeah um no it's yeah. more of a thing where again th- this is what i mean like my my method of working with them there are few things that i am going to play 
and i'm going to approach it based on me playing the long game not the quick game so you know merch is something everybody wants right it's really cool to have merch of your own and right? it's actually one of the most lucrative but the way i see it, revenue for an artist exactly exactly yeah. but uh, that's what the way i see it right now with the money that we're making and the money that needs to be spent i've found better ways of spending that same money that you spend on merch to you know get better direct return on what uh, yeah. you know you want to do yeah so we've just been sort of playing around with that like the right time for everything for sure i totally agree on that um right so i mean great chat we have uh, spoken about a lot of things and i'm actually glad that uh, i spoke to you like you know actually i've been speaking to a lot of artist managers and um, i ended up speaking to you about artist management a lot but this went a lot beyond that and uh, when i spoke to you for the first time on phone yeah. i saw that you know this was even though this was similar to what i've been doing in my previous episodes there is a lot more to this that that needs to be uh, shared yeah so i'm glad we did this uh, same I, man thank you so much it was so random that i even found you yeah. uh, i first found your band uh, i heard their album and uh, man i really loved the band so i sto- I, and i didn't even know that was off records at that time i just went to yeah. the band like yeah, like we discussed you know you're a fan you listen to the music and then you go down that rabbit hole okay okay yeah so find out what's yeah. it about so that yeah. so that's how i found you and uh, i mean dude your yeah. visual game is is top like i saw that you, and it gave me like a full different impression which is i was like asking you ke bro tera team kya karta hai like you know yaar kya hai ye wo hai i prepared myself while emailing you, you yeah. also like that only ke bro i'll ask you about your label and all you know but then it turned out to be something yeah. very but very real that okay this is how i operate and this is how i'm trying to do yeah, yeah. in my country because yeah everyone is trying to do things in their own way and yeah succeeding bit by bit at it yeah that's what was important and i'm glad that you know we spoke about so many things i had a great yeah, time talking to you thank you for having me dude yeah man pleasure pleasure